Welcome to today's TLC. Whether you found this podcast on my website, through the emails I send, or simply from a friend, I'm glad that you've decided to add some TLC today. My friends, today I need to set the record straight because there is something terribly, terribly wrong that is happening every day in this world. And I do not want you, you who are listening right now to this podcast, to fall into this trap. Twice today, I saw people who are good people, who are trying so hard to be their best selves, fall into this trap. And it broke my heart as I just watched tears silently stream down their face as these two beautiful people were being consumed by this trap. So please listen and open your heart because you need to know this truth. This morning, I was asked to speak to a group of Christian women about mindfulness. We had done some yoga and some stretching and talked about stretching our bodies and stretching our minds. And then I introduced some topics about what I think is true mindfulness. To me, mindfulness is being aware of what's in your mind and practicing putting things there on purpose. This is why people talk about mindful breath, because when you just focus on your breath and breathe in, it fills your mind and lets go of all the other things that are creating that clutter and chaos in your mind. And breathing just seems to release that. And they call this mindfulness because your mind is full of that breath, right? Well, so often we are not paying attention to what we're filling our minds with, the voices of other people, things in social media that are screaming at us, the politics, the fear, the thought of all the things that we should be doing, these negative voices that make it muddy and yucky and hard to feel present and mindful. That chaos and negativity keep us stuck. As I was teaching these women this morning in this mindfulness class, I outlined the four stages of self-love. And if you don't remember me talking about these stages, I go over the four stages in episode three, and then I talk about how to apply that in your relationship with your body in episode 27. So you can check those out if you want to learn more about the four stages of self-love. In that part of my workshop this morning, I'm talking through how we can evolve in our relationship with ourselves to go from needing to change so that we can be lovable to loving ourselves the way that we are and changing from a place of love because we love ourselves. And as I was talking about these traps that people get in where we feel like we need to be productive to be lovable or we feel like we need to succeed in our goals to earn the admiration of the people around us and be accepted and loved. This woman who was beautiful inside and out, everything about her, I just felt was so beautiful, sat there in silent distress with tears just flowing down her cheeks, flowing the whole time I was speaking. Every time I would mention how lovable every single person is, she would just wince And these tears would flow from her eyes. And in that moment, I knew. I knew that pain because I felt that pain. That pain where you are trying everything you know how. 
your very, very best and you just never feel like it's enough. You never feel like you're going to get there. Like every time you try and you fall short and you just feel like you want to crawl in a hole and never let anybody see the dark sides of you because you just keep failing. That feeling that comes when you don't really believe that God made you and loves you right where you're at. And as I was speaking these truths to this woman, reminding her of her divine worth and how she does not have to prove her lovability, she couldn't hold back the tears. And it broke my heart. After I did my presentation, she ran up to me and gave me the biggest hug and just sobbed. She just sobbed. And she didn't even say why. She didn't even tell me her struggles, her frustrations, her weight, her burden. I could see it. And she just held on to me for dear life, desperate for that loving embrace from someone that she didn't even really know. I just wrapped my arms around her and held her tight and told her that I loved her and that she was enough as this sweet woman sobbed in my arms. It was an honor for me to be able to show her that love. And my friends, she was not the only one who had tears in her eyes today. Because too often we forget that it's not all the things we do that make us who we are. Who we are is infinitely lovable, no matter what we do. Now, there are things that we do that do not honor who we truly are. But those are just moments of forgetting. And most of us, most of us in this world are trying our best to be our best selves. And we can do ourselves a favor by letting go of all of that negative self-talk when we're not doing all the things we feel we should. Because it's not helpful. You're already feeling down because you failed or you didn't live up to your expectations. It's disappointing when we try something and we set a goal and we want to be better and then we don't reach it. We're already feeling disappointed. We don't need to layer shame on top of that. Here's example number two. You might get tired of hearing about my kids, but this is what I'm surrounded by all the time. And it's so easy for me to see it when my children pick up the lies from the world and I don't want them to keep them. So today, my son, my sweet, kind-hearted boy, who anytime he has the opportunity, will give everything he owns to the people who are around him. If a friend comes to play at our house, he makes sure to give them a gift. If it's someone's birthday, he will take whatever it is he values most and give it to them because he desires other people to feel loved. He even had a friend who had his same birthday this year. He told me to take him to the store that next day and use all of his birthday money to buy Legos for this friend. He didn't want it for him. He wanted it for others because he cares so much about other people feeling remembered and loved. Well, this boy let anger get the better side of him today. His brother did something that he didn't like and he felt a swell of anger and he took a hanger and he hit his brother. And obviously, that was not my favorite choice. 
especially because his little brother was wailing so intensely that I thought someone was bleeding. So I run out and I see my younger son screaming and wailing, mom, he hit me and it hurts so bad. And he comes down and gives me a big hug and starts sobbing in my arms. Well, my other son is standing at the top of the stairs with a stone cold face, just ready and rearing. And then I lift up my younger son's shirt to see where he got hit by the hanger. And there's a big red welt. My mother hen heart just wrapped that little boy in my arms. And then with that disappointed mom look, I looked up at my other son and said, you really hurt him. When he heard these words, my son went from being angry and defensive to being so deflated. All of the life and joy and confidence just drained out of his body and he slumped on the floor and tears started brimming to his eyes. He hung his head and said to me, I don't want to see it, mom. Just go. And he curled up into a little ball and just cried. He knew in that moment that he had done something wrong. He did something that was against who he truly is on the inside against the gift of love and kindness that is so natural to him. And I watched that darkness start to overcome him and try and pull him in to being unkind again, but this time unkind to himself. Gratefully, I saw what was happening because that same energy that I could see in him, I was remembering from the woman this morning that was bawling in my arms because she felt like she just wouldn't ever be good enough. My son was feeling the same way. And this moment was tricky as a mom because I knew that he had done something very unkind. Hitting out of anger in my home usually comes with a very big consequence because I do not put up with it. But in that moment, I could see that he was already punishing himself way more than I could ever punish him because he was losing sight of his eternal worth. An eternal worth that God gave me a glimpse of in that moment. And he taught me something profound, which is why I am passionately wanting to set the record straight here. I felt as a mother that I didn't want to punish my child, even though he had hurt my other child, that I loved both of them and wanted to help both of them. And if I, as a mortal person, had that desire when my child was feeling sorrow for something he had done wrong, then of course, our heavenly parent, who is so infinitely better at being kind and loving and supportive and seeing our hearts and our true motives and our value, then of course, our father in heaven wants to help us and not punish us. Punishment of sin and mistakes is that it pulls us away from him 
And the last thing he wants us to do is to beat ourselves up for doing it wrong. Because guess what that does? It distances us even more. When my son was in that place of sorrow, he started slinking away trying to go hide in another room because he just didn't want to be seen. But he didn't realize that I had so much love for him in that moment. Knowing how hard it is when you do something wrong and you feel bad about it. So instead of lecturing him and telling him all the reasons why it was a terrible thing that he did, I wrapped my arms around him and told him that it wasn't okay what he did. And he would need to do some things to fix his mistake. But it didn't change how much I loved him. I reminded him that I love him and his brother. That we could work through it together to fix his mistake. And we didn't need to make another mistake by being mean to himself too. When I said this, I could just see his little brain processing that truth. And he started breathing again and his shoulders relaxed a little. His eyes even furrowed in curiosity as he let that truth sink in. He did not need to be mean to himself when he failed. My friends, please let this truth sink in for you. You are not perfect. You're not. You do things you wish you wouldn't. You say things you wish you wouldn't. You forget things. You're unkind sometimes. You have selfish thoughts and desires. You indulge in things that aren't good for you. You might push the edge of truth or waste your time on frivolous things or have thoughts that you're ashamed of. Whatever it is that you find yourself slipping into that makes you feel terrible about you, please stop beating yourself up about it. You are lovable even with your flaws. And being mean to yourself is going to make you want to do more things to run away from your feelings and create more chaos for you. Twice today, I had the chance to remind powerful, infinitely valuable souls that they are lovable no matter what they choose. And I knew it was truth. It's true for them and it's true for you too. Please remember this truth. Don't fall into the trap of worthlessness. You are worthy of love 100% of the time. When you realize that and truly believe it, you will start wanting to learn and grow and overcome your weaknesses because it feels better and because it brings you closer to God. You don't earn his love. He already loves you infinitely. Please remember that truth, my friends. When you do, you will be able to use that love to heal you and help you become the person you want to be. You can do it, my friends. He's already there, ready, waiting to show you. All you have to do 
is let him love you. You, imperfect you. I love you too. And I hope you take time today to show yourself that love. The woman this morning deserved that love. My son deserves that love. And so do you. Keep shining, my friend. You are loved. Life after therapy can be simple. Come learn how to think light, feel light, and live light at thelightcoach.com. I offer five free discovery sessions each week, and one of them is for you. Together, let's discover the joy that's possible in life after therapy.